0: In your attic, fully covered means fully insulated. If you can see your rafters, you're losing heat and money. But with the Home Depot, it's easy to add blow-in insulation yourself in just a few hours, and you'll save up to 15% on heating and cooling costs for years to come. Winter temps are here, so are winter heating bills. Are you covered? Right now, get a free blow-in machine rental when you purchase 10 bags or more of select blow-in insulation, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode number fifty-eight. Your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. Tonight, I'll be your host at Zach on Twitter, at Zach on all social media across the board. And sitting across from me is the Hawaiian shirt rocking, sully looking John Swanson Parker. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How's it going with you, bud? Uh, it's it's pretty great.
1: Even my uh, summer fatigues. Yeah. Yeah. We'll slowly
0: unbutton a button. Every out, every every thirty minutes on the show, you unbutton one button, and by the end of it, I'll have two buttons we'll done. Have two buttons done. <laughs> uh, if you've never listened to an episode of Radiovania before, the premise is very simple. We just uh, we like talking about stuff, we, you know. We talk about the things, yeah. Uh, the interwebs, yeah, oh yeah. Movies, um, television, you know, games, books, 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 stock market, yeah, oh yeah. Quotes, gotta check quotes. Musica, yeah. Anything that really has a significance on our life and we think needs to be discussed in an open manner. Um, we know it's been a while since the last show. In fact, our last show was an After Dark that we did up in Cleveland. So thank you guys for listening to that. If you guys check that one out, it's uh, heinous. Have you listened to it yet? No, I'm, I'm afraid to. <sighs> it's good. We have some good laughs. I had to edit out one section. But I bet. other than that.
1: I don't really remember um, my Oceans team. I don't really remember who's on it, to be honest with you. Yeah.
0: I made a couple handicap cracks, Oh my all in goodness. good fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: that were, It was good. It was funny in the moment, it, and it worked on tape. Uh, I lost uh, a game of X-Wing before we started that, yeah. and I had to take a drink of absinthe, which I do not like, throwing that out there.
0: Um, I'm starting to warm up to that flavor. The licorice flavor? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't like it in big, long bursts, but when I'm with an absinthe, I wouldn't, I don't like absinthe shots. I like,
1: I but had like, one. Sipping and sipping on I, it, I, no, I can deal with it. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm missing because I've only ever had it
0: as a On shot. fire <laughs> <laughs> or drunk down all at once in Michael's apartment in yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. You're taking a shot in Cleveland. Let's be honest. You're going to have a bad time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, how about that? Uh, what's his name? Baker Mayfield
0: coming to the Browns oh yeah i saw that sorry that's no, okay end. nfl draft news that was a that was an interesting day it was i, I was working at the i'm time very
1: time. disappointed with the cleveland browns yeah. and i'm sure i'm not the only person that said that in their lifetime
0: um i was very whelmed by the Bengals drafting
1: yeah nothing too you shocking. took my former classmate billy price yeah,
0: I saw yeah. That. shout nice. out
1: billy price yeah.
0: I'm glad for us or digre- Ohio State peoples they're they're usually <laughs> haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> uh, we should
1: learn yeah. to speak Hutese and then we could do an entire podcast in Hut language.
0: That would be a thousand views. <laughs> Uh, so we got a lot of big... T- Zach, my boogie. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of big topics to catch up on today, and we're uh, we're going with the basics. We're, we're going keep it simple, stupid. Keep
1: As- it simple, stupid. Exactly. And what better way to do that than to dive into a delicious
0: bottle? Oh, that wasn't a very satisfying pop, but yeah,
1: Sorry. it was good.
0: We're opening a bottle of Woodward Reserve that I've had uh, stored away for just a special occasion like this, the Radiovania Reunion, and uh, just all around... Good to see John Parker back. Uh, Miss him when he's gone. It's like a void in my life that can only be filled by a Hawaiian shirt-wearing man like him. Agreed. (laughs) Uh, Well, we've got a lot of great topics, and before we cheers to this drink, we're going to talk Infinity War, which is the big thing that I know that we haven't done. We were going to do a show at Infinity War when we saw it a couple weeks ago, but uh, we got pretty busy. We were up late. It was quite a hectic night. We were out partying until the wee hours of the morning. Closed down a bar. Uh, ordered McDonald's and pizza in the same night. And... Uh I've never felt like more of a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely felt I, I had to, I ordered a 20 piece and there's more, there's no more degrading this in the world than ordering a 20 piece and then giving it to you in f- six separate four piece boxes because they don't have the 20 piece boxes.
1: Can we talk about that for a second? We, okay. So we pulled up to the drive-thru and oh yeah, the all the stuff that we wanted, they were out of. Oh I, yeah. I was like, can I have an ice cream cone? They're like, we don't have ice cream.
0: That, well, McDonald's ice cream machines, let's just say it. Notoriously always broken. Always fucking stupid. They're <laughs> always uh, on the verge of breaking. Yes.
1: Somehow. Yeah. The the one chance that you get ice cream, it's like you found the golden goose, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hold on to that girl. Yeah, seriously. Love her.
1: <laughs> get you a girl <laughs> Cheer, that sure. can get you a McDonald's <laughs> ice cream machine.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it was, I don't know. They just... Like, the guy was in a bad mood. They were really busy. They seemed to be out of everything. They forgot some of our stuff is that correct yeah, they, they forgot, forgot some of michael's McChicken. They f-
0: oh that's what because john was gonna do a mcgang bang which we all know is the grossest thing on the planet <laughs> and uh was they real, forgot I the McChicken, re- so yeah. you only had the mcbang so, you so you then i ordered the a mcgang
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just had the mcbang uh and then <laughs> and then i ordered a pizza to supplement <laughs> my lack of mcchicken and uh we ate it in a nice cold clean sheet hotel bed and I just had the box sitting on my chest. It was the, it was one of the worst and greatest moments of my life.
0: One of the best photos I'll ever take of John. Yeah. See. My toes sticking out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> to get that greasy pizza box. And what did it say on that box? I don't remember. 100% good. <laughs> and I would agree with that statement. <laughs> I, would agree, I would agree with at, that At the statement. state
1: that I was in that evening and how hungry I was because of my lack of not having sufficient protein, I was, uh, I would agree hundred percent good remember we were, we called to order the pizza yeah listen up lady ladies and gentlemen we called to order the pizza and we didn't know where we were we like we forgot our address oh yeah all this stuff yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to know to have a pizza delivered yeah. to you and i was like we're uh 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 and zach's like <laughs> spitting out the name of the hotel and i was he's like guy knew the address already and then they came right to our room so definitely not the first time they delivered pizza to that hotel no
0: God bless those Cleveland, our Columbus last minute delivery, pizza guys, big ups to you. You sponsor Radiovania every week with our fattening habits and cholesterol driven lusts. And with that, we're going to talk about- also on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to infinity war we're going to do a full spoiler discussion about everything we liked didn't like and loved about the movie and it, every single plot detail predictions about the future but we're going to save that for almost the end so we're going to be nice and buzzed and you have fair warning that if you haven't seen it get out of here we're going to spoil Which, the fuck out of it
1: if you haven't seen it then like shame on you well that and i would be shocked because as the numbers are <laughs> are showing <Yeah. laughs> it seems like everybody and their mothers sing this movie so. yeah exactly
0: we're also going to talk a little bit of God of War because I know we've both been playing it I've platinumed it and we're going to talk about what our thoughts and opinions are so far uh, we got a little bit of Childish Gambino we got Spider-Man news Nintendo Switch Online has finally been revealed uh, Rick and Morty Infinity War box office like you said and then some early E3 buzz John oh, and the video's already playing just like a regular Radiovania hey. not ready at all are you ready to get into this episode?
1: I am. Cheers. I am. Yeah, I got my Mutt Williams here. I got a delicious glass. Good friends.
0: Mmm. Mmm.
1: Oh, I love Woodford. It's it fills good. the mouth. It's very smoky. I like yeah. it, you know? I feel like we I should, should be smoking warm cigars c- up here. We should do that one time. Can we do a uh, an old-timey <laughs> transatlantic yeah. podcast where we wear suits, fedoras, cigars, Whiskey,
0: and we have Drew film it in black and white. If we can get if we can get Jeff Ruby's to sponsor it, we could go down to the Jeff Ruby Steakhouse in Cincinnati with their cigar patio. Oh, have a whole set there. that's Cityscape in the yeah. background. We'll talk about like
1: we'll we'll do a, a time jump episode. So we'll pretend it's in like the thirties or the forties, and, and we're, we're like, v- "Did you hear that new Frank Sinatra album? <laughs> <laughs> that thing is just the bee's knees."
0: <laughs> Play us out, Johnny. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I
1: think.
0: Tell me wrong, but I think the first thing we should dive into is God of War. I think, uh,
1: yeah, let's do it.
0: Sounds good? Yeah. So I, Boy. Uh, boy. Atreus. Discuss. Uh, I platinum the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, light spoilers ahead. No heavy spoilers. I'm not going to reveal anything about plot details, but light spoilers about gameplay elements. Um, I want to know, John, how far are you? What are you liking about it? What are you not liking about it? What are your thoughts on the game so far?
1: Uh, as a person who has not played a single God of War game, yeah. to the date, until this one came out, uh, as a PlayStation 4 owner, I think this is a, is a must play, um, I've really enjoyed it, I think the gameplay is really smooth, it's fun, the world is just gorgeous and, and unique, Oh yeah. uh, the character developments between, you know, the two main characters as well as all the supporting characters I think is really cool, um, spoilers, throwing the axe around is really fun. That's not a spoiler. Okay, so, like, but, Le- uh, no, the no, Leviathan
0: no. Axe was featured heavily in trailers, so we can talk about that. Um, other developments in the game in terms of, like, Atreus or anything like that, I don't want to really discuss, but, like, um, obviously the axe is a very important part of the game from get-go. You have it in the beginning. There's no explanation as to how you get it, really, off the bat. You're just, you have it. You got it. Yeah. You got it, and you're throwing it, and you're recalling it, and you feel like Thor. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, but a much darker and yeah. upset version of Thor. It's like, like the dark
0: world. It's like Thor if Quentin Tarantino directed it.
1: Even I mean even if it was Tarantino, I feel like you'd be throwing out some Quippy one liners. This is like Christopher Nolan
0: Thor yeah. or something. I you mean know? Kratos does have a few moments of levity, but they're few and far between. It's mostly the world around you that is giving you like humorous moments or levity. Mm-hmm. Uh, also situations that you get it yourself into.
1: But yeah, yeah. But I mean I think like for me as a, as a PlayStation 4 uh, advocate, it's just been a lot of fun. I also enjoy mythology quite a bit. So yeah. even though not knowing much about the character of Kratos, just the world that you're immersed in I think is really cool, mm-hmm. just from the background that I have. Um, and, uh, like, the voice acting is just spot on. It's, it's yeah. gorgeous. And, like, I even get my jollies from paddling a canoe around. Like, I could do that for a couple hours. I just mm-hmm. think it's really cool. And just like hearing the conversations it's like in uncharted when you're driving the jeep like you just want to listen to the characters talk yeah so I'm, I'm certainly taking my sweet time i will finish it eventually with how busy i am i haven't been able to but i'm certainly in no hurry to be done how many
0: hours would you say you've sunk into it so far maybe like 10 maybe 10 yeah. okay but i mean that's a meaty part are you doing mostly story missions or are you doing a mixture of side quests and story both both yeah okay have you been finding there to be like Are you engaged by the side quests? Are you doing them to power up the armor? Like, are you doing anything specific for them? Or is it just kind of been... I I think I'm
1: on my first, like, real side quest. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Like, I've done little things here and there where you have to, like, you know, like, go find stuff. Okay. You know, and it's like, oh, you found all these, you can complete it. You know, like
0: little items. Um the treasure maps and yeah like yeah, that. yeah. Okay. but
1: again i don't want to dive into too much yeah I, w- I, I just yeah. don't know um, we'll
0: do a f- i would love to do a full spoiler discussion about this because sure. uh i have many thoughts but
1: yeah, okay. yeah close yeah. your thing out. um give me some more uh please go go buy it yeah like, go play it borrow it buy it i would buy it if i were you because uh, you're going to want to play it again i could see myself playing this multiple times you know in the future this, this Yes. Yeah. this goes up there with like my my top shelf of video games that I've replayed multiple times. Cause we all know I do not play enough
0: diverse video games. I usually pick three or four and play them on end. Yeah. John mostly plays the games that he thinks looks really cool. And then the games that I hound him for months to play Mm -hmm. next on your list is inside. Yeah. I really want you to play that one. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So my thoughts on God of War, I echo a lot of the same things you're saying, man. I mean, like I, I, I finished the main story after maybe 15 hours of the game. So, depending on how quickly you've been going through the story or how much meandering you've been doing, I'd say you don't have a whole lot left in main story to complete. Um, Really? Maybe. It depends (laughs) on how fast you go. I mean, like. I I think I'm moving pretty slow then. I started beelining through the story towards the end because I started getting worried about spoilers. Mm. Um, I was really curious about knowing the plot from beginning to end about it. And uh, I really wanted to just get that story all in one cohesive thing because I realized as I was doing side quests, it was it was I mean, that's the point. They're sidetracking. They're extensive. Yeah. I started realizing that I was missing the main story. Like I kind of got anxious to know what was happening next. And I figured I'll be able to come back to this at some point. So I might as well just finish the story out, get the complete narrative from beginning to end as 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 wholesome as I can get it. Which is like how I I consume TV and Game of Thrones or whatever. It's like I want to watch it all at once. Like it's there's hype about it. Like every week there being a new Game of Thrones in the summer, but like I want to watch it all and no this, this year, except for this year of course, because <clears> screw <throat> you, writers Benny <laughs> Off and Weiss. Even though I love you guys, I was gonna um, say I'm in their corner. I want to <laughs> see their Star Wars stuff. We'll see how ha- what happens with it, but uh, but yeah, I am I am utterly amazed by god of war it it did what i thought was impossible and really reinvented a series without making it feel like a complete overhaul and this is coming from someone who's played every god of war except for the psp ones uh, I played most of Ascension, but not all the way through. But all the mainline God of War's I played, and they're hack and slash, arcadey style beat 'em up games with like this Greek mythology lore that oversights it, and it's a linear story from beginning to end. You follow a path through the whole thing. There's no side missions or side tracking or backtracking. It's it's one path all the way through. You never see the same location twice unless it's a story point. Um, God of War for P- PlayStation Four is exactly the opposite. It's it's a lot more open than people think it is. If you're if you're worried about it being too much of a linear game, you're going to be wrong. It's very open. Mm-hmm. It's very uh agency driven. Like there's a lot of agency between the player and the game and what you want to do, how you want to go about it, what things about Kratos you want to improve or, you know, just kind of throw to the wayside. And uh it blew me away. Like the story just completing the story, I blew me away. The 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 last three hours of that game are some of the most memorable, memorable video game moments I've ever had, honestly, ever, and, uh, it's such a tight narrative that leaves things open, but not feels, like, cheap at all, and that's really hard to do with a game with, like, a sequel, like, The Last of Us ends on a pretty substantial cliffhanger, but that still feels like a complete narrative. Yeah. I think the God of War is able to do the same thing, and, uh... With a world as big as Midgard is and as a world, uh, you know, what you have to explore in the game, there is – every little thing has meaning. I never felt for a second that I was doing something that was trivial. Um, The only thing that came close to that was – very light spoilers – Odin's Ravens. Mm-hmm Going for the platinum. This was something that really bothered me because they are few and far between. You have to do a little bit of backtracking to find all of them, and that's like the one really annoying collectible because there are fifty one of them. A lot of the other. Why did collecti- they
1: decide on that number?
0: It's it's weird. I don't really know. There it seems <laughs> to be like a pattern. That there's like four or five per location. Oh. So, five ravens per location times how many locations there are in the game. Math, I'm sure, evens out there at some point, but. Uh, god of war the story from beginning to end basically perfect what really set me over the edge of with the game was what happened after i was done with the story and all of the things that i had left to do all of the things i don't want to spoil any of it because it's so great what there there is so much post-game content in this game and i kept finding more i was like all right i see what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this for the rest of the five hours and get the rest of the platinum oh wait i gotta do this oh This adds another four hours to the game that I didn't even realize was here. There's a whole other mechanic. Like, the game introduces an entirely new game after you're done with the story. It's mind-boggling. Like, it's it's crazy how much there is to do in God of War. And if you don't want to pick this up, I mean, if you want to pick this up for the story alone, you're going to be great. But if you want to pick this up for the story and you have a lot of free time on your hands and only maybe $60 to spend on a game for a couple months, you're in luck. Because you could space this game like I played through the whole thing in maybe a month. I think I platinum. It came out Infinity War. How many how many weeks has it been since Infinity War?
1: Uh, I thought it came out in March, wasn't it March twentieth or something?
0: And Infinity War was no, it was April twentieth. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was four twenty. Because 420 was the the that's launch of the PS4 yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro with the God of War bundle, and then Infinity War was the next week. Mm-hmm. So it took me like two weeks of spacing it out nice to finish everything. You platted in the game, that thing for plat- three weeks. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty <laughs> impressive. If you're spacing this game out for a couple months, you got a lot of game to do. You, you're going to have a lot of fun with this game, and, and if you like the combat mechanics, which they're amazing, if you like the narrative between Kratos and Atreus and, like, the way that they interact, you're going to love it. There's side characters that I won't spoil that you get introduced to the game that if you like their dialogue and the way that they interact with you, you're going to keep loving it. It, yeah. it just keeps going. It's like, it's like the everlasting gobstopper of action <laughs> games. Like, really, like, I seriously haven't found a game that has this much enjoyability for so long and it never feels stale. I always felt like I was doing something different, which is crazy. Like it's crazy because a game that big doesn't deserve to be that fleshed out. And, uh, this, this, I mean, if you can tell I'm super high on the game, but like,
1: it's worth it. No, he's not, he's not overselling it. it. Speaking from a person who doesn't play as many video games. Um, but also hasn't even finished it. I can, I can attest to everything that you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would agree wholeheartedly. Like I just, every time I play it, I'm just enjoying the ride, Yeah, you know? Um, and it kind of, you know, it just, it's, it's, uh, I'm a sucker for the one last ride type narrative, you know? Sure. Like, yeah. like your Logans and, you know, stuff like sure. that. And, uh, it's just something about that, that adds that extra element of making the story, I think really strong. And
0: yeah, I think it's
1: really cool, you know?
0: and i can't wait to i can't wait to talk to you once you finish the game because that seems to be the best thing best thing because like my friend kevin and i we finished the game around the same time or at least the main story and it was that immediate discussion where he texted me and i texted him back where it was like can you believe blah 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 and it's like yeah what does this mean how does this affect the story how does it affect the game moving forward and they've already announced that the game was one of the most profitable sony launches in history it sold 3 million copies in its first weekend huge success they're obviously going to keep making god of war games and i cannot wait to see what they do with with this series moving forward and norse mythology was the perfect perfect setting for them to do because it opens the doors for so many awesome things especially considering and we'll get to this later with infinity war how thor and norse mythology and pop culture right now has been shaping our opinion about it and then going into god of war with a more like textbooky sort of Norse mythology. Oh yeah. Thor's and, a douche. Yeah. yeah. Thor's <laughs> a du- It's like <laughs> yeah. seeing how Norse mythology is just like changing between visions yeah. of creators. It's so fascinating to see, but now, go, go since, out and buy this. Since game. you've played,
1: you've played the other ones as a, this is a side question. Um, Did they ever dive into Egyptian mythology? No, and
0: and that was a rumor. Because
1: that's my favorite, and I would totally be on board for that.
0: That was a huge rumor around the time of this game's inception, was that they were (coughs) thinking, like, it was going to, like, since they were opening the door to Norse mythology and Midgard and, like, all these other, the nine realms, that why not? The World Tree. Exactly. Why not open the door to the other realms of mythology? And I won't say for sure, but there may or may not be some, like, allusions to other. This game isn't. I mean Westworld style. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of. I mean the game is not the game is not at all concerned about the plausibility of Greek mythology and Norse mythology existing together. You know what I mean? It it never says like But dad, it's impossible that Norse mythology and Greek mythology mix like this. Oh, so Jake Lloyd's not there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. But it's like it's it's very you kind of have to. You just kind of have to accept that this is. This is the version of. It's fantasy. It's fantasy. This is mythology. Just, it's not just necessarily take it. one or the other. It's just. It's like the force, it's you don't need to know it. how it works. Just enjoy it. That's not how the force works. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, ten out of ten. I think it's. I think it's a masterpiece. I think yeah. it is from stem to stern one of the most polished games, ever. And I couldn't... I, I, I was talking about the story and the g- gameplay so much I didn't even touch on the graphics. It's gorgeous. It's crazy. It's unbelievable how good this game looks. Mm-hmm. And if I got a pr- PlayStation Pro just for this game and I, my old PlayStation is breaking down, it looks great with the super sampling mode. It looks fantastic. I mean, like, everything. Fluid motion, the voxels, the blood spurting from trolls as you had to hammer them in <laughs> the ground. It's like... It's unbelievable. It's awesome. So... Yeah. Go, I like go curb, I like curb
1: stomping people. Yeah, that's fun yeah. too. Just
0: the, the power moves are, give yeah, them the old pile driver, rip them by the neck. <laughs> I like the one where you have you fought like the the worm things that are in the ground. Yeah. Okay, so there's one power move that you do where you literally like grab their and, mouth and you rip and rip it down. And then, so it's just like their neck. So, so tight. It's awesome. Yeah. You just feel so satisfying, especially when you've been like stuck on that fight for a while. You're like. Oh yeah, bitch! I got you, and then you like, damn, done. (laughs) Uh, Atreus, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, boy. I agree. Uh, But yeah, so that's God of War in a nutshell. That's my impressions. Go buy it; it's amazing. Where should we jump to from here, John? Ooh. We got the wheel of deals here. I got. Why don't you pick the next topic? I got. Let's talk about childish. You want to talk about childish? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you lead this? Lead this off for me.
1: Um. So in anticipation of Solo, a Star Wars story. If we couldn't already be in Childish Gambino's corner, he recently, before he hosted SNL, which, by the way, if you haven't watched that episode, is really strong, too. It's really good. uh, Released This Is America. Yeah. Which is one of the greatest commentaries slash anthems of our time, uh, in in my opinion. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Along with a a very well-produced and written and symbolic and gorgeous music video. Yeah. That, while being incredibly disturbing is is so uh good and interesting and um well worth the watch if you haven't seen it yet yeah
0: and the thing was is that when i was watching it the first time because the video popped it i got home from work late i saw the video popped i was like oh i knew he was on snl but i didn't know that it was going to be like a promotion for an album i thought it was for solo (laughs) I watched the video.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a mogul. He's a
0: mogul, man. I watched that video and, and I didn't feel disturbed by it. It's more like, cause it's a little cartoony. Like it doesn't really feel very,
1: well, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's supposed to be like, there's all this horrible stuff going on in the video, like in America.
0: And he's just,
1: he's just dancing through it with all this levity because, you know, this is what people are doing. They're turning the other cheek. They're not you know recognizing and acknowledging
0: some of the issues that we need to sort out yeah and they're focused on the things that necessarily aren't very important yeah. and uh, that's the thing that gets me so much about this song is that like also it's just it's so catchy it's catchy they're it's definitely acquired, catchy. Uh, yeah uh, yeah i mean childish knows how to produce man i mean oh, sure. i honestly think that his albums from stem to stern are some of the best produced rap albums just in turn or r&b i guess because like awaken my love is a great album but it's not like rap it's no, very it's, much like soul r&b yeah it's it's like a
1: purgatory church music sure. or something yeah
0: but he knows how to make a he knows how to make an album and like this song is no exception it's it's very it's funky it's soulful it's got yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh but what He's i like kanye because kanye's yeah, <laughs> He's went off we the can talk depth. about that in a second. Yeah, the uh, Kanye cast. Welcome <laughs> to the Kanye <laughs> cast. <Poopity-poop. laughs> Scoop poop. Scoop poop. Scoop doop. Uh oh But my God, dude, um, childish is like what? What that song does for me is that like it is a great commentary on American culture and about you know news and about consumption of media and about just entertainment versus real world happenings i guess in that video it's like it's a very dichotomy situation what really gets me about it too is the dig because it's a three-way dig it's also a dig on like how terrible a lot of modern rap is like there's the whole thing where it's like he basically sounds like migos but you totally get it like there's not there's not you have to be dragging your knuckles pretty hard to not understand that he's totally poking fun at these guys because it's like i'm gonna get it watch me move. like it's it's very like it's it's that sort of cadence that a lot of these mumble raps seem to be you know delivering trap music yeah, yeah. exactly but yeah. It, it, but it carries such a, a such a weight because of what the song has and what it does in between those verses and like the words in it like i'm so gucci i'm so pretty it's like it's like just like look at me. it's so good like i can't i can't even fathom how good that song yeah is. that that album it's is going to be
1: hype uh, yeah. very much <laughs> anticipating it Do you have a favorite sequence or or part of the the music video?
0: Um, I'm a sucker for uh, like pullback shots. I like like really wide frame shots and like Wes Anderson style cinematography where it's like symmetrical shots. Yeah, exactly. I I love that stuff. And so as much as I love the ending with him running down the hallway, it's really beautifully shot. The colors are great, like the grading and the scale of the everything is great with that. And the way the camera moves is cool, too. But I really do like the scene, like it's one fluid camera motion of him walking up on top of the car with the final bass drop and like the final mo- interlude with the choir and it pulls back and it's just him dancing on the car and you, you hear that verse and that chorus line kick in and it's just like, yeah. that, that scene in the music video really gave me chills
1: Yeah, I like the, there's two parts that I like, you mentioned one of them already I like enjoy the, the 17 second silent part before he lights up the joint I think that, that's really cool um and i love i love him running down the hallway at the yeah. end because i don't know what it is but like i hope in solo he does the wide eye thing a couple times because it's just it's so intriguing
0: also can but, we talk about how good he looks with that big beard and like the bushy hair yeah dude looks fly yeah he's cool. as hell he's
1: a he's a dope guy yeah um yeah i uh i can't get enough of that i've been i've been listening to it quite a bit so
0: very yeah. excited for and that. then so you watch the snl Yes, it did. You listen to the other song that he premiered, which a lot of people aren't even talking about. It's I like a great it. Great yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like um, a nice like little reggae yeah. soul. It definitely sounds like "Awaken My Love." Yes, which ha- makes me happy because like that's a statement in and of itself. Like if the album is a good mixture of that and "This Is America," like you can expect some bops, and you can also expect some songs you can groove to. Like, like um, damn
1: yeah exactly Kendrick was very much the same way yeah with damn uh there's a lot of you know a lot of good nice beat rap you know bangers but there's also some really good you know like you said just music exactly you know where he can actually show off his
0: vocal abilities as well because he got him
1: oh yeah Pulitzer Prize winning Kendrick Lamar so yeah that that
0: happened between this the last show that we did too that Kendrick won a Pulitzer for music I'm
1: very pleased with that like Come on, dude. He's he's like if they're like right now, like in terms of like a pedestal of like some of my favorite musical artists. Like it's like Kendrick, Childish is up there too. Like they're
0: just like oh, yeah. they're just sending out so much good stuff right now. It's it's yeah. awesome. And this this year has been great for. I mean, it's been great so far for new music for me personally. A lot of my favorite bands are releasing new stuff, and with Childish doing the tour and like with releasing new music, I'm 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 just thankful that creators are creating, you know, God of war, infinity war. We'll talk about all this stuff. It's just like this year already has been so great for like content. Mm-hmm. There's just been so much great entertainment this year so far. And I, I'm so excited for the rest of the year. Uh, it just can't tell you how much I'm excited for it. Yeah. Speaking of uh,
1: music before we move on. Sure. I've also been on a Cardi B kick.
0: Okay. I haven't really gotten okay. aboard this train yet. Okay. But speak to me.
1: I like it like okay. quite a bit. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, it, it's it's like a torn between, you know, like, is she, is she copying Nicki? Is she copying, you know, Lil' Kim? You know, stuff like that. But I'm digging it so far. Side like, note. There's a lot of bangers on that album. Okay. Good stuff. So I should listen to it then? Yeah. There's an album. There's a track on there with Chance. That's really yeah. good. Um
0: Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. While we're on the music kick, I got a couple recommendations for people. A, if you haven't listened to it yet, I'm sure the whole world, it was like the most streamed album when it came out. But Beer Bongs and Bentleys mm-hmm. is, is good. Mm-hmm. It's not great. There's some stinkers. <laughs> but I mean, like, he post produces a really good album. I mean, like, it sounds good from A to B. Like, the whole album sounds really good. It pro- it's produced really well. Uh, but that song he does with Nikki is hot. Yeah. It's hot. And I can't. And I am, hot. I really hope that I mean like I don't think I think there's a slim chance that he brings Nikki out at Bunbury, but like, man, would that be a cool moment? Like, yeah, I I, I like Post a lot. I'm, I'm that album grows on me. Making and he would be pretty tight. Be pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, and then also, if you all out there are li- looking for some good, if li- if you like me and your favorite music era is the '80s, pop, '80s pop like In Excess, Devo, Devo, uh, <laughs> uh. Man eater, Toto, Toto, yeah. Uh, go check out Chromeo. George Michael, yeah, George Michael, Wham, and all that. Go check out Chromeo. If you if you've not listened to them, Let's go yet go Chrome Dumb. Yeah, they uh, Chromio is an '80s funk inspired band that's cool. been releasing music for the past decade. But their new album comes out in June, and they've been releasing a few bangers, including one with uh, Drum. And one with... uh, They did a live performance on Fallon with the Roots and Drum, and it was really good. Uh, But they're just really, really rocking it out of the park right now. So in terms of... If you're looking for some funky 80s synth beats, check out Chromio. Um, (laughs) You heard it here. All right. The Chromio cast. (laughs) Are you ready to move on to the next piece of news? I am, yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers sets Sherlock Holmes 3 for Christmas 2020. This is the Robert Downey Jr. Jude Law series. It says that uh they're releasing it on christmas day 2020 follows the 2011 film a game of shadows which grows 545 million worldwide which is nothing to sneeze at
1: quick 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 question for you sure spoiler
0: alert i thought he died in game of shadows who sherlock yeah no or is it moriarty moriarty's the one that gets thrown off well they both go off the waterfall it's the reichenbach falls yeah and then in the end of that he's the wallpaper remember he steps out of the wallpaper and types on the typewriter okay but is more already still alive too we don't know okay we don't know but either way i like those movies take on
1: sherlock No, they're very fun uh robert johnny jr very charismatic for I'm sure a, uh, jude law is my favorite part of those
0: movies for sure yeah he's great um, as watson
1: yeah every
0: watson i feel like i mean like between martin freeman jude law it's like the character of Watson is just all around I You know what, I would, you know so what I'd
1: love more than anything is that, that Sherlock 3 has uh, Sherlock and Watson running into the Fantastic Beast people and debunking all that bullshit that's going on in that news, in that series. Can Grindelwald actually exist? Yeah. yeah. No.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. And, and then not. just
1: punches him a bunch of times. Yeah, exactly. Times. Um, yeah, well, that'd be really cool. I, I enjoyed those movies quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I also liked the, the little musical theme, which I can't re- recall, but like... They played a bunch of times, which is really cool. Yeah. I'm going to um, look it up right now because I, I know I, exactly
0: what you're talking about, it's not, but I want to hear it. It's not Victorian era, right? It's a little later, or is it Victorian? The Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey are definitely, like, ye olde timey or whatever. I don't know. If right yeah, but they have, like, Iron... Okay, yeah. Ironclad would be Victorian, right? Queen Victoria, Civil War time frame. That makes no, sense. Was, uh, Discombobulate was that song. Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack for both those films. Makes sense. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, it's just fun. You know, I just, like these movies a they're lot. They're just fun movies. Like Mark Strong is the villain in the first one. It's really so good. good. Yeah, it's just a fun movie. Good. And Game of Shadows has really good stuff. Quick cinematography. shout out to Mark Strong. I hope it gets more work, because that guy's awesome. Have he you is, seen Kingsman? No, I still haven't seen Kingsman. He's really I good. I, I haven't know. seen I've, the second I've,
1: one, but he real he's a really good actor. I was pumped when he was cast as Sinestro. And boy, was that movie a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was the best part of that
0: movie for I sure. I like the gold. That was like Goldman. <laughs> yeah. Like last one, big pile of shit. <laughs> That's one big. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That movie let's did Let's get
1: suck. Mark Strong some more work. What do you say? Yeah. I,
0: I'd say we'll, we'll get him on the Welcome to Mark Strong. Yeah. We'll, we'll get him true. on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we're getting off that. Let's see. Movie news is over, surprisingly. And we'll, until we get to Infinity War. Yeah. Um, let's do some video games. Let's do it. So um, let's start with this the spider-man release date was officially revealed spider-man for ps4 is coming on september 2nd 7th and we can assume that we'll hear more about that at e3 mm-hmm. um and with that i'll talk about the e3 press conferences here cool um especially sony so the e3 conferences have all been listed online you can go check those out if you want to know what time and date that your conference of choice is starting and when you can watch them and where you can watch them Uh, personally for us i think we're most excited about the sony showcase we're playstation guys through and through uh as much as i love xbox and i I just haven't really gotten around to owning an xbox hardware since the 360 i don't really have any affinity affinity for their first party games um so Sony's where it's at for me and nintendo as well
1: i would agree but before we move on to the the rest of the video games while we're still kind of on the topic of spider-man okay let's talk about those venom trailers
0: Oh, good call. Because we've always That's talked, we've always yeah, talked exactly. about okay, this, yeah, yeah, but we yeah. haven't
1: discussed it. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, you're totally Because right. I
1: remember I said I was going to hold judgment until I saw what he looked like okay, and yeah. how he was going to be. And stuff well, like that new that.
0: trailer came out like There's a week ago. There's two and a half trailers trailer. well, that then... came out since we discussed yeah. it last. There okay, was a teaser and then. I thought the we full talked one. about the Venom trailer on the last show, like the first one where it's like the bad trailer. Oh, yeah, that one sucks. That one sucks. The new yeah. one's a little bit better? Yeah, kind of. What are your thoughts? What do you Well,
1: first off. Um, all respect to Tom Hardy not really digging the accent not, so far yeah, yeah, sounds kind of goofy sounds yeah. like a character of something yeah, he could have been if he and maybe it's because I'm just so accustomed to him talking in a mask now that I'm not sure what he's supposed to sound like but I was really hoping he would be like Eames in Inception like maybe not necessarily full on British but like he's trying to go for like this this really weird it's almost kind of like a dorky New York accent
0: I don't just really like know a, what he's going for. It just seems like es- eccentric to me. Like it seems like he's like out there for the sake of being out there. Like it doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's a nerd or a dork because he's like eloquent when he's in the interview. He's, scene. he's like, like a hipster. He's, yeah, he's kind yeah. of. Yeah, that's kind of a good way of describing. <laughs> yeah, it. he's, he's, got, kind like of the, just he's like, got like the leather wristbands and like. He uh, uses a yeah. mixture of like lingo and actual like grammatically correct words. Mm-hmm. But he also seems really aloof. I think that's the thing that really gets me, is that, like, I don't know what's happening, or whatever. Like, the scene where the arms, or whatever, he's just like, I don't know, that wasn't me, or whatever. Like, he just seems very, like, it almost makes me wonder if he's gonna just play this sort of, like, vessel character. Where, like, Tom Hardy as eddie brock is just going to be kind of like whatever yeah and then when he becomes venom it's going to turn into something different so that so we my, only get glimpses of that
1: that was my next question is one of the best parts about the venom character is that it's you know the symbiote is living uh, off can of, we
0: also talk hold on
1: is it symbiote Syn- or, or symbio? symbiote Fu-
0: fuck these guys yeah, okay yeah, yeah. can we just get a bit a round of applause ra- ra- middle fingers and the radio video audience everybody lifted up if they say symbiote for that whole movie I'm going to raise hell because yeah. that's annoying as yeah. well. that that's so weird.
1: Yeah. Um so like in the comics it's really cool because he has he has this internal conversations yeah. with, with the Venom um And is Tom Hardy is Tom Hardy doing the voice of yes, the Venom? that's is. that part's great. Yeah, he's, his, been, like, it's been he's confirmed like that he's like when the he's voice. like Eddie, and he's like talking to him like that's really cool. Yeah, but the stuff that I really didn't like about the trailer is when he's like he's like freaking out and he's like sweating his apartment. These guys break in and the things like, like shooting yeah. off, in his and he's like
0: well, I don't know why we do
1: that. <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, this is really weird. Yeah, it's really I mad. mean, like, the part at the end where he's like, we are Venom. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. And, like, one thing also that I wanted to throw out is people were like, oh, this is the Venom that we should have gotten. I was like, he looks kind of like what Pretty Topher Silver, Grace looked yeah. like when he actually kept the mask on his just face. Just
0: a little bit more polished Beefier, CGI. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Venom is supposed sushi. to be
1: bigger. And Topher Grace, I'm sorry, you're just not intimidating. Um, Except for <laughs> in, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, there's yeah, a he's scene where in, he
0: smiles or whatever, where you see all the teeth. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's pretty cool. He's still like slenderish, muscular, but like slender. Yeah, you I'm know? still
1: not fully on on board with it. I got to be honest. After both no. of the trailers, I mean, like it was cool to see Venom, and like I'm glad that they're actually, you know, focusing on Eddie Brock. I think that that will help service the character. And like, I'm a big fan of the Venom as a villain. I think he's Spider-Man's most formidable opponent um, in the comics, at least. But uh, they just haven't quite sold me, which is a bummer because I'm a big Tom Hardy fan.
0: Yeah. I mean, like here, my roller coaster has been a little bit different. Like you've been kind of down on the movie since I was high on the movie when I heard it announced. And it, since the trailers come out, I've been slowly knocked down a peg every time, <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> which is just life for me. But uh, I am really not digging this at all. I don't when, like When does it come out? August. Or it something? comes out or 5th October? of October oh. of 2018. So that's going to be
1: like the Justice League slot that doesn't make any money.
0: We'll see. I mean, like yeah. Aquaman's still slated for fall of this year. So we'll see what happens with that. It could be going head to head, honestly. Um, I think Aquaman's November though. So. What I want to bring up though, is that like the thing about the trailer that irks me the most is the, is, is the way it's cut and the dialogue that it has within it. Um, and I started going through and realizing like, uh, people on Reddit were being really helpful about, you know, bringing up, you know, I don't know, educational things, I guess, for the, for the goers of the movie, um, the writers of this movie, not some of the most talented people ever, um, <laughs> uh, you know, as hot, as trusting as I want to be, like, I'm trying to go through here, like, one of them, like, Screenplay writers on on attached to Venom did Gone in sixty seconds. Uh, Kelly Marcel, who's one of the writers, did Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, There's gonna be a kinky uh, symbiote takeover. Will Beale, who's also attached to the screenplay, did Gangster Squad. Do you like Genky Squad? Not really. I thought it was kind of bad. Also, he's attached on the screenplay for Aquaman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for Castle. These guys did like TV series and stuff like that. Um, it just seems to me like the more that I see about this, the more flawed that I'm realizing that I think it is. Yeah. And I think the idea is still good. I think it seems like I- Grey's Anatomy gone wrong. You know, it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem as it's not as... The tone of the movie just seems off. Like, the content that I'm seeing looks okay. If I didn't hear anything, I would really like it. Sure. I mean, it looks <laughs> visually appealing, except for the scenes where the terrible CGI is coming out of his stomach for whatever reason. Instead well, that's of just, a, like, extending from his arms Yeah, that's legs. the
1: thing is, like, the... It's, it's like, it could hide in, in such a small patch. So, like, sometimes, like, he's not... Al- like, the suit's not always on. You know what I mean? Yeah, It just covers him up like at the end of the trailer um so yeah that's kind of weird how it's just like shooting out and like that bike chase scene looks kind of hokey looks
0: terrible like it looks really bad yeah and i was even skeptical i was skeptical of that when that first trailer came out where he's like he's on the bike i'm like why Why, are you showing this so much like why is he riding a bike yeah, yeah it's like why is this necessary like who is he running from it's just it just seems muddled like I'm getting honestly I'm getting a lot of Suicide Squad vibes from this trailer
1: oh that's a good poll yeah that's definitely what it is
0: it just feels very like dark for the sake of being dark without actually having any leg to stand on you know but with it just seemed like a no brainer man you got Tom Hardy you got a cool character like Venom like Why Sony is deciding to give this to these screenwriters and this director, rather than just saying Marvel, take care of it, is just beyond me. Well,
1: that's why... Maybe one day. A long time ago, when we started these conversations, I talked about it would be, I think, a lot more rewarding if he was introduced as Eddie Brock in a Spider-Man movie, and then it spins into something else, is because if he starts swinging around on webs like Venom does in the comics... like. What influence is he gonna have from that if Spider-Man isn't anywhere around? You know what I mean. It's just, I agree. it's gonna be very off-putting.
0: Anyway, yeah.
1: Back, so, to, back to E3. <laughs> well,
0: no, that was a good turn. E3. I mean, we didn't have much to say about it. There's. I mean, you get w- watch the conference dates. Um, Last of Us Part Two. That's the one. The one thing that I want to talk about is that Sony, the Sony, um, during a PlayStation broadcast. Chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studio, Sean Layton, indicated that PlayStation won't have a traditional press conference and will instead feature, quote, exclusive looks and deep dives on four upcoming titles. Ready? Yeah. Do you have guesses as to what they are? Okay. What the four are? Four titles. Four titles that Sony's going to be featuring heavily at E3 2018. Last was part two. Okay. Red Dead. No. Red Dead's not a Sony game.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: Red Dead's multi-platform. That's probably... Honestly, Red Dead is probably not going to be E3 all that much. Because Rockstar is do- independent. They don't have any allegiances. They can market their own shit. Okay. Um, Borderlands? Is that a No, thing? that's not a Sony platform. That's not a Sony PlayStation exclusive game. But I, that... I bet you Borderlands is at E3 this year. I bet you a reboot or a reimagining is at, at E3. Spider-Man. Yes. That's two. Sorry, I'm two for four. Two for four. Think about a, maybe a really big game that's been teased the last couple years from a big name. that we What's s-
1: that one with Norman Reedus? Yeah. Death Stranding. That's what it's called?
0: Yeah. Death Stranding is the new Hideo Kojima game. Guy that did Metal Gear... Uh, It's been teased for the past couple years, but apparently we're going to get a really big look at that game, which is exciting. I like Metal Gear. um, I like Kojima a lot. I like the concept of that game. The new trailer for that game is bonkers. I really am hoping for uh, an awesome showcase for that. Yeah. And then the last one is Ghost of Tsushima, which is the new game from Sucker Punch, the guys that did Infamous. Hmm. So solid e3 i think if it's those four and maybe a couple little easter eggs i'm totally satisfied battlefront (laughs) 3 again i can see that showing up at ea's conference yeah definitely (laughs) ea's star wars game because ea still owns the license to star wars whatever game that they're working on with uh respawn is probably going to show up that like third person action adventure game or whatever that they're working on is probably going to show up but yeah we'll definitely get a star wars game this year
1: there's supposed to be a battlefront dlc coming out that's pretty substantial
0: they just did an overhaul to the progression system in battlefront 2 but i don't know what i i honestly stopped following that
1: in in anticipation of solo i know they added a couple more maps like Jabba's palace and stuff but it's all like stuff they had from the last game i thought i heard that they were doing a big geonosis overhaul where they're going to include clone wars prequely stuff but
0: yeah
1: that game is dead so
0: yeah it's dead to me
1: it's dead to a lot of people. I try to play online now every now and then, and it's basically impossible to get into a game for like, like you know, during the holiday season. It was like that. Yeah. Uh, but now you
0: like you kind of have to wait a little while. My roommates were really talking up. Can I see the bourbon? Yes, you may. Where's the bourbon? Where's the bourbon? Give me the fucking bourbon! Uh, my roommates were talking up some high game about the Ewok Hunt mission. I heard about that. Apparently it's supposed to be, like, super fun. It's like zombies, but with Ewoks. but with Ewoks, so. I didn't get to play it. seems like it should be a slam dunk. It was limited,
1: so it's not there anymore. Really? I don't think so. What? Yeah, I don't know how long it was there for.
0: EA, shove it up your own bow. You hear? (laughs) Give yourself the shocker. Alright, uh, anything less to say about E3? Because I'm going to move to Nintendo Switch. Can I get the sound effect? Yeah, uh, so we've been hearing that. since the Nintendo Switch launch, we've been talking about the online services and what that's going to entail. Because originally at the beginning, the rumor was, is that they, they said that it was going to be paid in the fall after the game, the, the Switch came out, delayed it almost a whole year. Online is still free. Online is still very limited. Uh, but they finally announced a couple weeks ago, what nintendo switch online exactly is going to be and it launches in september of 2018 john are you still thinking about getting a switch yes have you heard about these online features no keep this in your mind i want to know if you're feeling about getting a switch after you hear this oh i'm intrigued online play Battle it out or cooperate with players around the world in compatible games like Splatoon 2, ARMS, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Tennis Aces, and Sushi Striker The Way of Sushido. That sounds really fun. Have you played Sushi Striker? No. <laughs>
1: Do you like sushi? I
0: quick, like sushi. Quick side check
1: What's your favorite sushi roll? Uh, I
0: don't know. I'm a simple man. I like the California roll. Okay, I like spicy tuna. Spicy tuna is good too. But
1: if we want to compromise, the dragon roll is a good combo of both. What's in the dragon roll? It's a California roll with spicy tuna on top. <laughs> I think I like that one. And uh, panko crusts or whatever. Yeah, good I stuff. I love panko.
0: Let's get some sushi sometime. We should. Yeah. Can, or Doordash. Oh. Okay. Get on the phone, here. Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online. Enjoy 20 NES games with added online play for the first time ever and more games added regularly. Save Data Cloud Backup. Save your data online for easy access. Details about this feature will be available before the paid service launches in September. Nintendo Switch Online App. Enhance your online experience for compatible games with the smartphone app. And special offers. Stay tuned for news on special deals and offers for members. So, exactly... How this all works is that, like, basically, you're paying, and I want to reveal the cost in a little bit, for the online play for these games. You're gonna have to pay to play online with your friends. You're gonna pay for the back catalog of twenty NAS games, with the promise of more games being added on a regular basis. Saving your data for games like Zelda, which you can't do to the cloud, and then voice chat. Group messages and, like, party making through the Nintendo Switch phone app. Not through the console itself. Plans and pricing. One month, $3.99. Three months, $7.99. Twelve months, $20. And a family membership with seven others to join a family group, $34.99 for 12 months. Hmm. Does this intrigue you? Does this irk you? Do you have any questions? I
1: mean, it's intriguing. The only online games that you listed that I would play, though, would be, besides the Sushi Maker, which sounds really dope, uh, Mario Mario Kart, and then these NES things. Yeah. Um, Smash, maybe. But the only reason why I want to get a Switch is to play two games that I don't care about playing online, so.
0: It's not a day one purchase. Ditto. Yeah. Uh, it's not I, like it's not like
1: wow! I gotta get it,
0: you know. I've played three games on my Switch: Mario, Zelda, and uh, One Two Switch. One, oh, yeah okay so four, <laughs> Mario, Zelda, One Two Switch, and uh, Celeste. Are you glad that you bought One Two Switch? Yeah, yeah. I'll bust it out again one day and we'll play that. Remember drinking when game. we played that with Rum Jobs? Oh yeah, woof. <laughs> yeah, I miss those days, man. The house is just. A trash pile. covered in sin. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I think the pricing is probably accurate. I think three ninety nine a month is pretty reasonable for online play for Nintendo. If you care about it? Yeah. Yeah, um, twenty dollars. So like you and twenty whatever. people
1: in the U.S. will be on there. You know.
0: <laughs> I think it's still going to be janky as hell. I think it's going to be hard to get a match made up and everything. But I still think that uh, people are going to pay for it, and I'm sure. Did that- you ever
1: play Smash online?
0: Yeah, I did on the Wii U.
1: It's broken as Nintendo, for me, is it's either you play by yourself and you talk to your nerdy friends about it, or it's a party game and you play with, like, four to eight people.
0: That's how Nintendo is. On
1: playing. one screen. Yep. Like, that's Nintendo. Like, that's what it is. That's what they made their bread and butter off of for, you know,
0: 190 years. Um, Goldeneye, Mario Party, Smash. It's like these Mario franchises. Mario Kart and Smash, Kart, yeah. you
1: know, like... Uh, Mario world, super Mario bros, like all that's like local co-op. I do not care about playing
0: online. Not at all. With anybody in a Nintendo game. Yeah. I mean, if it's you or like a close friend, it's like, dude, you want to, you have some free time after work. You want to get on smash and play a couple rounds? Like, Oh yeah, sure. Whatever. If it works seamlessly like PlayStation groups do. It's not like that though. It's exactly. It's like, I don't trust them. Well, that and like I don't trust that. How anything. many
1: times do you hear people be like, "Oh, dude," instead of hanging out together and playing Smash with a couple guys and some drinks? Let's just play on our own with each other online, like that. It's just like that's not the kind of games that they are. They're family games, and like whatever you consider your family when you're playing them, like if it's your group of friends or a party or you know your actual family. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just like even Pokemon. Like they added. You know, once Wi-Fi became a big deal, you know, and the DS had Wi-Fi capabilities, they added like all these online capabilities and I was just like, I I don't care. I just like to do this my own, on my own.
0: Yeah.
1: Nintendo's just not an internet, no internet required, in my opinion,
0: unless I'm downloading something to play on my own. Here's my one last sticking point for this and then we'll move on to the next topic and we'll get moving on this show. But I honestly think that the way, the reason that they're, pumping this now and not at e3 is a huge telling point for me what it says to me is that nintendo switch online is going to be a permanent thing that they're working on it that they're gonna you're gonna pay money you expect something in return like with wii u it's like you're not paying any money so obviously the service is kind of going to be spotty sometimes it's like it's free so that's not what they're dedicating their time to if you're paying for netflix you bet your ass Netflix better work. And if it doesn't, they're going to compensate you for it. Mm-hmm. They'll give you like a couple free weeks or whatever on the Netflix plan. Uh-huh. If they go down for a weekend like they did like last year or whatever, they gave a bunch of people like an extra 30 days in their subscription for free because they went down or whatever. I think this says to me more than anything that they have a game or a couple games that are coming out soon that are going to be hinging on the fact that online play is a necessity for I think them. it's Smash. I think it is. I think it's Pokemon. Oh. I think that the new Pokemon game is going to be revealed at E3 this year. It's like an MMO. And I think it's going to be a massive online multiplayer game where you're going to be connected with a lot of people at a lot of times and I it's going like you're going to have to be online for this game. <laughs> and I bet you anything that they're going to say like if you want to play Pokemon like universe. Pokemon universe or whatever. You ha- you can play it on your own. And you can go through the world by yourself, but if you want to battle other trainers and better your Pokemon and play with your friends and trade with your friends and everything and and do this and have your name on leaderboards, $4 a month.
1: Yeah. I would rather battle
0: Youngster Joey than Dale from Montana when I'm playing Pokemon. You know what I mean? But, dude, can, like, my roommate has a Switch. A, A couple friends of mine I know have Switches. It's like, I... I can't I'm so excited at the prospect of a Pokemon game on switch because I know that I'll be sinking hours into that thing and if there's any chance that it's like maybe we can go hunt for Pokemon in the Safari zone together or like maybe do some battles and train up with each other or like it's like all oh, these really hard gym masters or whatever on the Sell east. slow poke yeah, tails like, sure it's like <laughs> rage it's, candy bars <laughs> It's like I I think that online I think the only reason they're touting this so early is because online play is going to ma- be a major part of their E3 showcase, and I think it's Pokemon.
1: Is there a Metroid game coming out for the Switch?
0: Uh, they've they showed a Metroid game a couple years ago, but there's not been any official announcements about a Metroid like 3D. Did you ever Metroid play a
1: Metroid game. Prime?
0: Yeah. So good. Really good. Really hard. Really clunky.
1: Really hard. Controls
0: don't really don't a, hold it's up. It's
1: a GameCube. Don't hate them. Yeah interesting
0: okay one last piece of news and then we're going to take a short break before we transition to infinity war and our dad topic rick and morty is getting 70 more episodes let's go baby (laughs) (laughs) it's about time honestly yeah this was uh this was a news story that was just a blessing it's a blessing but it's also like it's also like duh it's it's one of the most I was beginning popular to get animated shows. I was beginning to get worried. Really? I'm going to be honest, yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad though. 70 episodes. So what? That's seven more seasons. I'm assuming so 10 it's, episodes it's a, per season. It's a, yeah. it's a 10 season series. Sounds about right. I mean, they could make they could Simpsons that ish and like make a um, hundred seasons if they wanted to, especially if they're only doing 10 episodes a year. The problem is, is
0: that like, There's that's no... a good connection, but whatever, The Simpsons still gets like tons of views on network television. This, Rick and Morty's kind of niche. It's popular. Mm. It's popular, but like my, f- my family's a bad example, but I know adults that watch The Simpsons. Okay. I don't really know of that many older children. that really how many of them Rick still Morty enjoy funny.
1: The Simpsons?
0: You know what I mean? It's still on the air. Yeah, that's a good point. In fact, it just passed Hogan's Heroes. Is Family guy's show uh That's a good question. I don't know. It shouldn't be. Probably not. Dude. That sh- shit stopped after season, like, five.
1: Yeah. I would say, like, once they got to, like... Actually, I really, like... I think nine was the last good one I watched. Because season nine had that really good episode where they go to James Wood's house and it's, like, a murder mystery. That was fun. I liked that episode. Oh, is that the it.
0: Trisha Takanawa thing?
1: No. Oh. No. No.
0: <laughs> No. It's like the news reporter thing, right? Oh yeah, she's a news lady. Yeah, she's who done it. Yeah, I thought that episode was stupid. Oh, I loved it.
1: Really? And Snoo and Stewie snipes her at the end. Spoilers. And he's like, "If anyone's gonna kill that bitch, it's gonna be me." Uh, I don't know, but yeah, Rick and Morty. Talk uh, about a talk about a
0: sip fast, die young show. What? Family, family guy? guy. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it when I was a kid because it was, or when I was younger because it was edgy yeah and it had some really funny cutaway jokes and as soon as they stopped doing cutaways i started losing interest because the griffins are so boring they suck as characters the griffins suck as characters the funniest part about that show is the side cut is the cutaways agreed that's why the the cavalcade of cartoon comedy or whatever is like the best thing he ever did because it's just all cutaways and it's funny the whole way through but rick and morty (laughs) <laughs> is every episode is great. Oh yeah. And so I can't I'm I am excited to wait see to see where they, they, they do. I'm
1: excited to see where they go. You know, I'm curious if they ordered 70 episodes, are we going to get 10 a year or are they still going to take like 2 years in between seasons? Like who knows. Um but I'm just happy I think it's going to be
0: I think it's going to be a regularly scheduled program. It better be. I think it's going to be hopefully that a doesn't, season a year.
1: Hopefully that doesn't cut down their creativity.
0: I think it I don't think it's gonna. I think that you know Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland are very creative guys. I don't think it's gonna hinder their ability to write funny stuff, but I do think it. The show is gonna obviously have some filler, because if you're if you get a I mean, seventy episodes is a big commitment.
1: Yeah, there were a couple of filler episodes this last season. I wasn't a big fan of the one where um, Beth and Rick go to that. To mention that he made for her as a child. And yeah, that, that guy, was a that like, was a
0: weak episode, but it still guy, had like, some raped funny. Moments. All
1: the stuff. Well, yeah, the Summer and Morty stuff was funny in that episode with Jerry, um, and like his girlfriend, that's like a like a warrior from yeah. the galaxy. That was great, but the the other stuff was kind of not. And uh, even the season finale wasn't that great for me, with the president. Not that they're not like they're still way better than anything else that's coming out right now. Don't get me wrong, but I'm talking like in terms of like peak Rick and Morty, they're like. They're like a 98% as opposed to 100 Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, kinda, you can't expect perfection. From that's what I'm worried
1: about, about is is
0: fatigue, you know. Sure. We'll I don't see. think they'll have any, like, problem with saying, like, Game of thrones in it. Like, you know what? This season we're working really extra hard. But think about it. 70 episodes, in theory, if that's 10 episodes a year, that's seven years of Rick and Morty. I'll take it. I'll take it, too. But, like, I, maybe <clears throat> three years from now, they're like, you know what? Season... 7 of Rick and Morty is going to be a year late because we're really working hard to make it really good for you guys. Yeah. That I can handle. Yeah. Not knowing whether or not the show is actually going to be continuing on or not, I can't handle that. Here's a good Too question. Too much
1: for me. Do you think Evil Morty is yes. a series long villain?
0: No, no, no no no. Not series long. I think he should be. Why limit yourself to one villain? One villain when you can have literally infinite Okay. I like to see evil Rick too. Okay,
1: let me <laughs> because Zach, then okay. you get shit like Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> the ice age. The ice age. What now, about Batman Forever, the best Batman movie? The worst Batman movie ever. Please. Child, please. Child please George movie. at least George Clooney is like a is a good Bruce Wayne. Val Kilmer is oh talk about an icebox. I mean, oh. <laughs> and why is Nicole Kidman in that movie Jim Carrey's okay I'm not a big Jim Carrey fan Tommy Lee Jones is atrocious as Harvey Dent Chris O'Donnell okay Robin's not supposed to be 45 he's supposed to be a kid I don't care if it seems weird he's a ward he's not a a punk 30 something year old guy that is living in your house that's just weird he's eating all your food Batman Forever sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be right back with what you've all been waiting for: Infinity War in review. Welcome back to Radio Vania. I would like to read off John and I's Uber Eats order. This is uh, 1 a 1:41 a.m. on Sunday, May the 13th. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother. Oh yeah, Happy Mother's Day, man. Shout out happy to all mother- you mothers out yeah, there. Yeah, you mother lovers. Yeah. Uh, so we ordered from McDanks. Two sausage burritos. It's John. One, two hash browns. Awesome also here. John. One double quarter pounder with <laughs> cheese meal for me, and then twenty McNuggets for the table. For the table. How cultured. much was that? Twenty five thirty eight. That's yeah. the most money I've ever spent at McDonald's.
1: Yeah, but that's also probably the most food you've ever ordered from McDonald's too. You know what I mean? Like you just got a, a noxious amount of food for less than thirty dollars. Yeah,
0: whoever whoever got our order looked at their phone and like did a spit take. So we're going to get McDonald's here in a little bit. But in the meantime, we're nice and buzzed, right? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Feel great? Yeah. It's time to review Infinity War. Oh, God. It's been a long time coming. But we've had a couple weeks now to sit and stew on the movie. Think about it. You know, ponder the greatness of the universe. Um, how do you want to go about this, John? I say we do... No spoilers at the beginning, give our impressions on it for about two minutes, and then go full spoilers on everything. Talk about what we loved and what we didn't. I like it. You first. Okay. Gentlemen
1: first. Um, Being that this is the first full appearance of Thanos as a character, I felt that this movie serviced him very well, considering that they've been building to him for like six years at this point or something like that since the end of the first avengers you know yeah and like i was worried i was like is he going to be that menacing is he going to be that great of a villain because like they do have a villain problem in marvel whether you agree with that statement or not um like how are they going to top loki stuff like that and sure they do um and my formal apologies to josh brolin uh he did a really good job but you're still a piece of shit. (laughs) Jeez, what a review. (laughs) No, I'm just joking around. Uh, He did really good. Um, The animation for Thanos was awesome. They made him just this monstrosity, and, you know, it really shows with the the scenes with young Gamora and stuff like that, just, like, how big he is, you know, because, like, his his finger is, like, the size of his microphone. Um, (laughs) Thinking about
0: that, yeah, that (laughs) seems about to be the right size. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, in terms of, like... Servicing a lot of characters, a lot of plot lines, yeah. a lot of stuff in two and a half hours, nonstop fun the whole time. To extent, you know, when sure. you're not being really sad, uh, which we'll get to a little later on. Yeah, um, but yeah, really good. My favorite Avengers movie. I like it better than f- the first Avengers and Ultron. Um, yeah. It's good. It's yeah. awesome. But I wanted to see the second part. <laughs> That's the only problem that I
0: have. Yeah, really. Um, it's my favorite Marvel movie, and I've had about I've had wow. a lot of time to think about this. Yeah, I know. i thought that this. I wanted to save this reveal for now. This is a Radio Vinny <laughs> exclusive. stunned. It's a good thing I got McDonald's coming on the way. <laughs> I
1: just pooped out all my food <laughs> from today. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <clears throat>
0: this, you tell uh, so. it's hard to talk about why I like this movie without spoiling it because you just got to see it. I mean, like it does something that not a lot of other movies do, which is succeed at what it tries to do. You know, a lot of other movies try, you know, they have a goal. They have a a, a, like a lot of directors have like, I want to, I want to make a movie, a sci-fi movie. I want to evoke this sort of emotion and they do it. You get a lot of ranges of emotions with infinity war. It's it's something they started 10 years ago. They said, we're going to have these movies, this series of movies where all these characters get together and they fight a common goal. And then at Avengers, a couple years later in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. They said, we're going to tease this big bad guy that eventually they're all going to have to get together and fight. And then this built and built and built. And eventually you get to the point where Infinity War came out. And I was... It got to a point where in the pre-release for Infinity War, like the months leading up to it, my girlfriend and I were watching through all the Marvel movies again because the trailers were getting me so excited. And I didn't think about that for a second. I thought, like, this is awesome. Like, I'm so excited there's a new Avengers movie coming out. I want to rewatch all these movies. And once the movie was over and the credits rolled and I had time to stew on the movie and think about it and really ponder what it meant to me, I realized, and I saw it a second time a couple days later. So, Have you seen it multiple times? Mm -hmm. How many times? Twice. Twice? Okay, me too. Um, After the second time I saw it, I started thinking, I was like, why did I want to rewatch all these movies before I saw this? And it wasn't because I wanted to make sure that I was up on the lore. It wasn't because I wanted to make sure that I knew everything going into Infinity War. It was just because I wanted to see these characters do things and be the characters that they are they we've known to the it's like you know, a come television show exactly and you know we'll talk there about there could be that. an episode of a television exactly. series that is absolutely
1: horrible or a season if you're a lost fan <laughs> um, but you still are along for the ride because you enjoy simple character interactions and tropes
0: and you know things that they do sure but yeah and uh, you know after rewatching basically every single marvel movie did you watch iron man 3 again yeah i did It's got some good parts, but, yeah. Overall, one of my least favorite Marvel movies, for sure. Down there with Dark World. Yeah. Um, But what Infinity War managed to do was give me a movie with basically all of my favorite characters in film right now and make it seem organic, completely natural, and just deliver a movie with some of the best one-liners, some of the best dialogue between characters, some of the most emotional, impacting moments in film for me, and an overall just fun, enjoyable, great movie to watch from stem to stern. There is no part in that movie that I felt lagged. There is no part in that movie that I felt was bad. I felt like... From the beginning to the end, that movie is totally enjoyable. Everything makes sense. Everything works perfectly within the canon of that universe. And considering that there have been, how many me? 20? 19 or 20? This 20, is the 19th. 19 movies in this saga. 19 hour and a half or more movies. That's like. Two hour. Yeah, plus. there's like. That's like. It's a lot of time. It's a couple of days. Yeah, that's tens of hours of content the fact that Infinity War was able to do what it did and do it so well just impressed me to death. And I can't stop thinking about it. And like with Guardians, which was probably, probably Guardians, Civil War, Ragnarok and uh, Winter Soldier and Guardians 2 are like the perfect Marvel movies, in my opinion. Like those movies are untouchable. They're They're just great, perfect. Infinity War, I, I don't remember leaving Guardians or Guardians 2 or Ragnarok or whatever and thinking about them for as long as I have Infinity War. And so that is just why I, I honestly think that until I put more thought into it or see it a third or fourth or fifth time or wait to the sequel, uh, Infinity War is my favorite Marvel movie because it's it's a perfect culmination of everything that's come before it and they pulled it off with absolute perfection. In my opinion. Wow. That was a good speech. John's giving me snaps. I'm going to check the DoorDash order. But in the meantime, <laughs> still 2 12 They're preparing our order. That's good. Isn't that good? Yeah. This McDonald's is about to blow up. Uh, spoilers! Spoilers! We're about to move into complete spoilers for Infinity War. So if you haven't seen Infinity War... Turn this episode
1: off. It's not worth it after this point if you haven't seen Infinity War. It isn't.
0: No. Go see it. Getting
1: this movie ruined for you would be horrible.
0: Yeah, seriously. I was totally uh, not expecting (laughs) to be this... uh, for the major plot points at the end of the movie to be as integral as I thought they were going to be. Okay. I have a couple of questions. Okay. Did you it. know
1: about the snap before the movie came out? Like, I knew
0: about it in the comics. Is the that what com- you're asking? Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. I knew that was going to happen. In some way, shape, or form, eventually, so whether would, whether is in this movie or the next one. That was going to be my question. Was if I you thought that, that he was, was going to get all the stones? I knew in this he movie was going to get them all at some point okay. and do the snap. Yeah, because you can't build up to that without doing that. That's such an iconic part of of comics. Um, the way it was executed, amazing, so cool. I mean, having let's just Thor's, talk
0: about having Thor's axe in his chest yeah. while he does it. So fucking badass. You should have gone for the head. Yeah, it's like. Let, I just want to talk about that because it's the first thing that you want to spoil is like let's talk about the ending they're all dead No, not all half dead. of them are dead and the original Avengers stay all the original Avengers are there and then half of the characters that you love and care about are just gone disintegrated into ash and dust and like float away into the air it's like I kept waiting I was like when I, when we saw it for the first time at Gateway I was like I'm waiting for this big moment. Like, the Wakanda battle was cool and epic, but it wasn't, like, big. I was, like, waiting for this moment. And the second that they're, like, something's happening, and Thanos, like, comes out of that portal and lands in Wakanda, from that moment to the end of the movie, it's, like, my heart was beating at an irregular rate. And I can't remember feeling that way since maybe, like, Inception. The last time I felt that was... um the bridge
1: sequence in the force awakens, but that's, that's just me. Um, I think like once that's, that sequence started it was pretty predictable what was going to happen. Yeah. However, as a fan <clears throat> of the characters involved, that was the last time I felt something that way. Um, but I would
0: agree with you wholeheartedly. It was really cool. Yeah. Really cool. It's just so well directed. And I didn't expect for that to be the way that it went down at all. Cause I knew that, like you said, like, I had, I had the theory in my mind. Before before Infinity War, I, I discussed on the podcast a theory that I had that the movie was going to end with them sending someone back in time using the, sign, the time stone. I really didn't think Thanos was going to get all the gems. I thought they were going to wait for the Infinity War Part 2 for him to fully be powered by the gauntlet. Um, turns out I was completely wrong. Yeah. It just kind of went in a different way, but in a similar sort of fashion. I mean, it does end with the Captain Marvel teaser, but we don't really see see her we don't see how she affects the world we just know that she's important she's arguably the most powerful character in the Marvel universe
1: as a comic book character um like it's, she's Superman basically um without the like the added abilities of like heat vision and, and cold breath and shit like that um but and the yeah. ability to throw a silicon ass ex- out of her chest and- <laughs> best superpower ever yeah <laughs> uh um, yeah i mean that was really really cool like i like how it ends i know it's gonna be redirected because a it's a comic book movie comic characters always come back and b they've already announced sequels for all the people that have died yeah so unless they pull the hat or the rug out from under us and the next spider-man is miles morales and the next guardians only has rocket and, and or Rocket and Nebula, and mm-hmm. the next Black Panther is centered on Okoye and Shuri, which all
0: sound like dope alternative reality movies. They'll no, I mean, like, the weight of that movie doesn't come from knowing that we're going to have more it's, of these characters. It's the scenes. It's the way that it's delivered. Yeah. And, like, that, cause, because people are hip to, you know, movie news. I mean, like, people f- are on Twitter and people are on Reddit and people know that, you know tom holland is signed for a multiple movie contract and Black even Panther like they're making bucks. exactly it's yeah. like people know that these characters are going to be around for a while it's just the fact of seeing it happen is is just there's an inherent weight to it and the way that that the way that that movie executed the end of that the, like the last 10 minutes with everything from the snap leading up to the very end sequence with thanos walking out of the tent and looking at the you know the countryside it's like where do you think he is? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know if it matters, you know. Maybe, like, I don't know. Does he, Do you think it's important where he is? I think he's still on Earth. Oh, yeah, I think he is on Earth. Because he wakes up discombobulated. I, I would assume well, he just kind of wakes up. I think the gauntlet th- is finicky
1: now. Um, because, like, you see it kind of melted. Yeah. I don't know if he's able to space travel anymore with the space stone necessarily. So I think that sets up a nice New York city throwdown for the part two with the original Avengers.
0: And yeah. Rocket. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, moving on past like the powerfulness in the ending. Cause like, I, I, I mean mm. like seriously, I just can't, I can't get over how emotionally resonant it was. And the I, Spider-Man I, part exactly. Oh. That's what I want to touch on briefly. So good is that um, you know, especially in Homecoming, we got a great yeah. dose of Tom Holland being that like helpless kid. Like when he's caught under the rubble and he's yelling, it's like you really, you really feel like this character is helpless. He's a kid. And the scene where he's on Titan and he's like begging Tony like he doesn't want to go. And like yeah. the two times I've seen that, I've cried both times. It's so good. Like I, se- like I seriously like Lord of the Rings style cry. And I, that hasn't happened to me in a movie since Return of the King. Like where I actually like cry. Like I'm tearing up and I'm welling up. And it's just because of the way that – because I know that he's coming back. I know that Tom Holland is totally safe. But the way that they delivered that moment feels so right well and because all of
1: tony's fears were realized you know
0: yeah he's he
1: talks about like you know if you die that's my fault like it's on me like Mm -hmm. i took you from your aunt and i made you do these things that you know you didn't you weren't asked to do until i came along i brought you into this world that you know for all intents and purposes you shouldn't be a part of and i got you caught up in this thing that eventually killed you now would he have vanished Anyway, that I mean, that doesn't take away from the scene. Um, it's it's just really good. In a world where we like have swapped Uncle Ben for Tony Stark, pretty pretty good. It's pretty. Good it's stuff. really impressive yeah. what they've been able to do with this yeah. character and in three makes, movies. Yeah, in two years,
0: it makes. Think about sh- that. The, yeah, the first time you saw seriously. Tom Holland,
1: was mm-hmm. this time in 2016. So you've only had two years with this guy, and that's the most emotional part of the movie.
0: Yeah, and from, I would argue from, the most emotional scene in any of the Spider-Man movies. Like, all I mean, of them? Spider-Man 2 almost has that scene with, like, the train. I think is like, the next emotional sequence, probably, right? I'll, Where they're carrying him. I think Uncle Ben dying in the first one is, is horrible. because in It's the, really gut-wrenching, So Because, yeah. like,
1: in the comics, normally, Peter comes back from the wrestling match, and there's cop cars at his house. And you don't actually have him talking to Uncle Ben as he's dying but in that first Spider-Man movie like whether or not you find Toby Maguire's crying face funny like that is a really upsetting scene.
0: I think that's just because like a they're, meme they're, their, their like.
1: Uncle Ben actor I don't even know his name. I, I think his name too. Yeah. He's so good dude. He's Very so, good. he's such a great Uncle Ben. Yeah.
0: Um but I mean like <laughs> it's it's definitely up there in top 3. Honestly. I agree. Um but yeah, so let's talk about uh, more Infinity War. I just, I want to keep talking about the movie. Like, what were some of the best moments for you? What were some of the moments that really stood out? Like, what were the things um, that made you, like, go, wow? W- like, what my, impressed So a lot of you? my
1: favorite parts revolve around the same grouping of people. Okay. Which is Thor and the Guardians. Okay,
0: um, cool.
1: That's my favorite part. That's what I was most anticipating, and they completely delivered for me. For sure. Um, the introduction with him on the Milano when he's passed out, and they're calling him, like, an angel pirate thing. That, that was hilarious. Peter trying You're lowering your voice. Yeah, Peter trying to lower his <laughs> voice was great. And then when even when they split up and Rocket, who is my favorite Guardian, and Thor, who's my
0: favorite Avenger, buddy up with Groot, like that was great. Dude, that scene on the pod where where Rocket's like time to be the captain now, and yeah. he has that heart to heart with Thor, where yeah. he's like he's, he's like, like he's like so dead brother, brother, huh? <laughs> he's like he's like well, you got a mom, right? No, she was killed by a dark elf. Yeah. It's like he just it's like. it's emotional, but funny at the same time without being like over dramatic, but it's like every moment in that movie is just so perfect. It it works so well. Well, Like
1: the, the part. Okay. So the part that makes me emotional is Spider-Man disappearing. Yeah. The part that gives me chills because I'm like fully torqued boner is them showing up with their Bifrost and and rockets on Thor's shoulder and, and Bruce
0: Banner is like, you guys are so screwed. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's the most hype moment in it's, any Marvel movie it's is, so is good. when they w- the Bifrost shows up and he's got Stormbringer and he's, he's like, like,
1: bring me Thanos.
0: Yeah. My favorite. I, I, I that's waver- my favorite part of the whole movie. I waver- because A, it's not too sad. And B, it's just, it's so fucking It's awesome. kick ass, yeah. It's so cool. I waver on favorite lines of the movie, like what my favorite line of dialogue is. I really like the the sexy pirate thing. like It's like a pirate had a baby with an angel or whatever. But I really like when they're on the battlefield of Wakanda and he goes, I am Groot. And he goes, I am Steve Rogers. (laughs) My favorite. I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard, but the delivery of Chris Evans, like, I am Steve Rogers. My favorite
1: line of dialogue is is, Or not favorite line of dialogue But the one that I think is the best Is is really funny is Get Lost Squidward Yeah (laughs) that's really good Ebony Maw
0: So okay so what did you think about the children of Thanos Because this is a sticking point for me Um I like half of them Okay
1: Particularly the half from the New York battle I'm not as big on Proxima Midnight And the other guy who looks like um, The big guy No 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 I like the big guy I like the big guy and I like Ebony Maw. Okay. I don't like Proxima Midnight and whoever the guy that sneaks into the Shuri room or whatever. Oh, yeah. Not okay. Never mind. Guy. Never mind. Yeah. Um, But they were fine. You yeah. know. For characters that are introduced in one movie and then killed off. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought a podcast I listened to about the movie really brought a great point up where it's like Infinity War has maybe the most impressive CG character I've seen since Gollum with thanos thanos, thanos caesar is caesar too yeah okay that's a good point so since caesar caesar's a monkey it's you know it's small it's it's easy if you're to talking about like for like alien crazy thing then yes yeah because
1: you're not you don't have a real world example to exactly off with that besides grimace
0: thanos which
1: looks, i also i really love that line too <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: thanos looks great his yeah. muscles flex
1: well, in his the face right looks way, like Josh like,
0: Brolin, yeah, but with the weird Thanos chin. With, there's the scene where they're holding him down and they've got the thing out. They're trying to pull the gauntlet out, and he's screaming, and his mouth is like open. I'm like, that looks real, like that looks totally, completely real. Even though we're on Titan, yeah, a crazy ass alien planet, it's like it looks totally real. And then you get Proxima Midnight, who looks like freaking Steppenwolf. Mm. It's like. How in the world did that happen? Like, yeah. that's my one negative about the movie is that, like, the Children of Thanos, besides Ebony Maw, didn't do it for me. Yeah, I thought I Ebony Maw was really cool, really cool character design, and his voice actor did a really great job of portraying him, but, like, so everybody creepy. else sucked. I thought everybody else sucked.
1: Yeah, I like, I, like the, the, I like the big the, guy.
0: The big guy was cool, but, like, the way he got killed off was the best part about him for me. Like, he didn't do anything else that was even relatively cool.
1: I think the reason why I like the big guy is because I like the fight in Central Park with uh, with Iron Man and, and Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. Oh, my God. Dude. What a
0: great line.
1: So, I think, like... What a
0: great line. I
1: think the best... I I mean, I think you mentioned it in the non-spoiler portion of this, is that, like, the best part about this is, like, They just have free range, you know, with, like, all this crazy stuff. And, like, there's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man, you know, stuff like that. And uh, he's like... Like, even having Shuri tell Bruce Banner he's an idiot. Yeah. Come on. Like, that's
0: awesome. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah. I like the line where he's like, the Avengers, Earth, Mightiest Heroes. And she's like, like Kevin Bacon? And he goes, he might be part of the team. I haven't been there in a while. (laughs) It's It's like, how in the world how does that work so well it just does yeah it's no movie deserves to work as well as this does okay it's, it's so
1: good all right so let's close my mind so let's talk about a couple things okay. that make me actually upset because i'm unsure of what's going to happen in the future okay and that is the death of Gamora. Okay. Which is one of in a movie with a lot of emotional sequences, particularly at the end. Yeah. That is one of the the more heavier ones the hardest hardest scenes to watch. In my opinion, the pivot point of when the plot really picks up. Because after he gets that stone, it's like a not that the movie was slow prior to that, but that's like you know, like he's not giving up. Like this is happening. Um, also that's when we get the the Red Skull
0: uh, Which ring was, thing let's talk about this real quick because yeah. when red skull showed up in the movie um i freaked out so much that i accidentally hit my glass of water and it sprayed onto the guy in front of me at the theater yeah and he was quite pissed yeah oh well, yeah i mean until i apologized i offered to buy him a beer he said no he but said, Fuck <laughs> he was he was fine about with it at the end of the credits i was like dude i'm so sorry i'm so sorry yeah but I was so jazzed to see Red Skull. Did you know
1: that's not Hugo Weaving? Yeah.
0: interesting. He's, I mean he said he wasn't gonna reprise his role. I believe him. He's not he's above that. But whoever they got to sound sound sounds just like him. I was like, just it was like pretty him. uncanny. Yeah. Um that and sequence he looked great was... too, like for being completely CGI and no makeup or whatever. It looked great. Like he well, looked that's, totally real.
1: That's the thing is like um that sequence is really good. Yeah, really good. Really good. Uh, gives a like for for the guardians, for example. Okay, this is the one of the first movies of the three that they've been involved in, where a majority of their sequences are actually like pretty emotionally weighted. Yeah, there's the sequence in in the collector's thing when which you, is you, when awesome. you think Peter's gonna kill Gamora and it yeah. turns out to be a reality switch. I like it. Which you. is really good. Um, but then like you give a lot of good stuff for Gamora and Thanos um, including the the torture scene with Nebula to continue to build on that and then the eventual thing on the planet that they go to where you have to trade a life for the soul stone and the best part is like they're not tears for him you know what I mean and that's when I was like oh fuck because like I'm legitimately worried because it's pre-snap and you know there's there's all this stuff like pre and post snap like what's going to happen in those characters and like i'm trying to picture a guardians of the galaxy volume three without gamora and i'm a little i don't know what's going to happen you yep. know what i mean
0: i i mean i i stand with the people that theorize that i th- i honestly think every death before the snap is permanent i think gamora is dead i think Zoe is i think is you done have, with the franchise. i think you have to have that weight yeah unfortunately. I agree but I mean, like. But I have another theory. But I'll let you continue, Kanye. Sure. God. <laughs> I don't. I don't respect. I'll that let at you all.
1: finish in a minute, Kanye. Uh, I,
0: I I think that you know the more that I think about it, the more that I think that like it makes sense. Heimdall done, Loki done. Yep. Gamora done. It's like those three characters are not major players in the franchise, but they are you know pivotal pivot, pivotal pivotal weighted characters for a lot of our main heroes like Peter Quill Thor or Thor and uh, I think having you have to have some people stay dead in part two we'll get into what this means for predictions about part two in a second but uh, I do think that there's going to be a Guardians 3 without Gamora and I think that if anything that just adds weight to Peter Quill's character
1: yeah but that takes away from the levity of those movies which is going to be a complete tonal shift I think
0: I really don't think that that's going to take away the uh, – because you still have Drac He lost being,
1: Yondu, and then he lost Gamora in back-to-back movies. So
0: then you have Peter Quill being a little bit more of a mopey character. I don't like the that. Rest, but you have the whole movie building up to him, like, being a little bit better. Like, I honestly That's not think a way to end a trilogy, though. What about Luke Skywalker walking into Jabba's palace being a little bit, like, pious and, like, stern and then eventually ends up being a little bit more fun? Can't you see that being the realm of possibility? Okay. That was a good slap in the face. I, I also, th- that. I also think that um, you know, we talked about the you know, there's a lot of talk about the soul stone. That's what I was about to bring up. You know, at the end of the movie, there's a really, a really meaningful scene. That I think that also could be that I, I personally think that Gomorrah should stay dead. I think it means a lot for the franchise, and I think that that makes Guardians 3 a lot more emotionally weighted. Even though that series is known for being really fun, I still think that the third one could be have a little bit of an emotional hook to it, maybe be a little less like silly and rompy and actually mean something for those characters, maybe close out the trilogy and maybe just stop after that and then have these characters be. You know, show up in these other movies and just be like ancillary side characters, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But in the Captain Marvel sequels, sure, whatever. But I think that the the soul realm that Thanos walks in, where she she says like, "I did it." She's like, "What did it cost you, young Gamora?" She's like, "Everything." I think that a big part of Part Two of Infinity War, and a big part of Infinity War Part Two, and we will get there in a second when we do in predictions. I think is going to have a lot to do with like the ancestral plane, the, the, the afterlife plane, this, I think a lot of these people are there together. And I think that they have this collective, it's like loss kind of, except for done right. You know, they have this place, they're together. It's just a matter of fixing things, I guess. That's where I stand on it.
1: Yeah. All right. So there's a current comic storyline right now called Infinity Countdown, um, which is really good, by the way. Uh, But a large portion of the storyline is in the comic books. Half of Gamora's soul is trapped inside the Soul Stone. Um, So I think my theory is that all of the people that died either in the retrieval of the Soul Stone, including Gamora, and then everybody that died in the snap utilizing part of the Soul Stone in the gauntlet are trapped inside this stone. So I think that the next movie will include a way to get those people out, which would free up all of the heroes that we lost, as well as Gamora. Uh, Loki and Heimdall are gone, so like, their contracts are up too, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, like I get your points of like, like emotional gravitas and stuff like that with Guardians 3, but I, j- I just can't see that... Playing out that way, because just, like, because like, all right, so like, like that movie would be a very different. Those movies would be very different if you take out Gamora, who's like basically the straight person. You know what I mean? Like in your buddy cop things, you have the straight man and the goofy guy. Well, she has like five goofy people and then her. You know what I mean? So it's like if if you take that away, I I just can't imagine how Guardians three plays out. Um, I don't know. We'll
0: see though. They've got. Some ingenious people working at Marvel, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got all the, they got it all going, and they got Lord and Savior Kevin Feige.
0: Kevin Gunn, man. I mean, James Gunn, like, directing the third one. It's like, you know he has an idea, and you know that he was in boardroom meetings. He was an executive producer on Infinity War. Yeah. He had some say in how that story goes, and I don't think that he would have okayed them doing that to Gamora unless he actually had a plan for what was going forward. And so, yeah, maybe they bring her back, but, like, I really do think that a Guardians movie can exist without Gamora, and I think that it can be just as poignant and just as entertaining to watch the rest of the Guardians interact with each other, having dealt with the loss of Gamora. And keep in mind, we still we're we're gonna be when Guardians Three comes out, we're gonna be dealing with a world where Batista, Groot, and Mantis all are coming back from being dead, essentially. Yeah. so there's a, a lot of emotional And Quill. exactly yeah and Quill so there's a lot of like spiritual emotional like very poignant weight to deal with with those characters so I don't think that losing one of the Guardians is necessarily out of the question I think it's just a matter of who the villain is how they introduce it maybe other characters that they introduce to the world maybe another Marvel character joins up with the Guardians a la Ragnarok I really don't th- I really don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for that to be a, a permanent thing. And I think that that I think that, you know, uh, more scenes than anything cuz you know, the people turning to dust is very symbolic of like there's a reason why the ev- original Avengers are left standing. Of course, yeah. it's because they're going to have to sacrifice themselves to save the people that are gone. Having Gamora stay dead though leaves poignancy to that scene. I think bringing her back by some sort of other means like immediately removes the poignancy from that scene. But but bringing back any of them removes the poignancy from the end of the film. No, because I think that they're going to sacrifice themselves for for them. They weren't around for the death of Gamora because Thanos literally threw her off a cliff. Yeah. The other Avengers they watched crumble to dust in front of them, along with Nick Fury and half of the population. It's just different. I I mean, like, honestly, when was the last time you walked out of a movie thinking, like, how in the living hell are they going to do a sequel to this movie? That's a good point. It's like, whatever they do is... I'm totally confident in their ability to wrap up this story with a totally satisfying conclusion. And... It just blows my mind, dude. Infinity War was so good on so many levels. And I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop pondering it. And like the themes it represents, and the moments, and the laughter. Like, I'm seeing the gif go around Twitter of Peter Quill, like jumping backwards into the thing, like giving the finger. It's like. There's such a good mix of seriousness, comedy, levity, good storytelling, like good CGI. It's like. It's such a well-rounded movie. All around. I love Infinity War. It's my favorite Marvel movie, I think, at this point. I think you brought up an interesting
1: point, that it does open up a really good send-off for this fifth Avengers installment. Or fourth, I guess. Sorry. Um, Of, like, uh, one last ride with the original crew. You know... As much as I don't want to lose Thor and the Hulk, um, if that's what it takes, is to have that whole team go down together. I understand. But then, like, if you do it that way, then aren't all the people still alive included in that, or is like Thanos just a, gonna agree to a deal about these six people? I mean, um, it's more than just. That's what I'm saying. Because then, if you do that, then you lose. <coughs> then you lose Rocket. And you lose, um, probably just Rocket, in my opinion, of, like, big people.
0: I mean, honestly, that would be something I didn't even think about happening. You lose Rocket, Rocket, you
1: lose Okoye, you potentially lose Shuri, she's still there. No way they're
0: getting rid of Shuri. You lose Wong. No way. No. I bet you it's going to be a Power Stone incident, like in Guardians 1. It's going to be, like, a few people can manage to harness the power of this for a few minutes, and they're going to hold hands and disintegrate together. Huh? I bet it's going to be... You know what I
1: think it is? You ready for this? Ready. There's six Avengers, and there's six stones. I think... Bring Hawkeye back. (laughs) I think you have all six of them remove a stone from the gauntlet and find a way to break them. And then it reverses everything. And then the, the stones are gone. And then Thanos just gets wrecked
0: by everybody that's still alive. Or Nebula. I think that'd be really cool. All I hope for, and, uh, you know, we're going to wrap this up because we've been going for about an hour and a half, hour and 45, and we're about to end this and get some McDanks. But the only thing that I really, really hope for for Infinity War is that I know that they're going to, I know I'm going to love it. I know that it's going to, you know, do what I need it to do. I know that I'm going to have a fun time watching it. Maybe it's not as good as Infinity War. Maybe it's not as a satisfying conclusion as I wanted it to be. I don't know. I'm keeping my expectations minimal. All I want is... Because this next movie... I'm fully expecting this to be Robert Downey Jr.'s last appearance as Iron Man. And with how emotional that I've gotten both times in the movie and thinking about it with the departure of Tom Holland, with Spider-Man's like... With Peter Parker like disintegrating and him holding Tony and like that whole scene, which is honestly one of the most emotional moments in film for me, just because I love those characters both so much. All I want is for them to have a moment together before Tony leaves, and honestly, I am totally okay if they do. With great power comes great responsibility.
1: Ooh yeah, because be really
0: good. I think that. Tom Holland is being geared up to be, like, you know, this sort of, like, impassioned, young, soulful spirit in the Avengers that, you know, is wisecracking, kind of a dick, but also really just really passionate about everything that he does. And I want that last bit of affirmation from Tony. And I think that that's what we're going to get. I'm fully expecting to just lose myself and cry my heart out at the exact reverse of what happened in Infinity War, of Tom Holland losing Tony and that like I think all me, that's but...
1: gonna be inside the Soulstone realm yeah it's we'll gonna, see it's gonna be like the King's Cross thing in Harry Potter you know what I mean it's yeah. like this purgatory this this in between thing yeah
0: pretty sweet it's good though it's good stuff oh man Infinity War man it's very it's good it's just such a good movie go see it go see it again and then we got Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah okay so actually well that new trailer actually got me pretty hyped Okay. Like the new, new trailer? Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. I, like I, I, I hope. I, I bet you that movie ends with the Wasp disintegrating. I think so, too. Um, either way, more Marvel is always good for I me. Think all, Add to the can I think I all it. of his friends disintegrate. That Michael Peña, T.I. That would be interesting to see Peña disintegrate. <laughs> but uh, I bet either, like, uh, what's his name? Old guy. Hank Pym. Hank Pym. I bet Hank Pym disintegrates, or Wasp disintegrates, or whatever. But both. It's gonna bring him into the fight, and then obviously we're gonna. I'm interested to see when they're gonna start doing marketing for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, I. I don't have anything left on the news docket, man. Quick at that topic. Yeah.
1: In honor of Deadpool Two coming out. Ah, next oh, weekend, Deadpool Two! I can't wait. Yeah. If you could put Deadpool in any film where he replaces the character and he is himself. He's not like Deadpool doing a character of the character. He's just Deadpool. What would you want?
0: Huh? This is an interesting question. Um, my mind immediately jumps to like big blockbuster movies like Avatar or Titanic, (laughs) like just something absolutely crazy like that. Uh, no Marvel movies, I don't want him entering the rule. I don't want him entering that universe at all. Like I think that Deadpool should stay its own kind of thing. Yeah. Just kind of be a little self-aware and pick fun at everything else. Um, maybe suicide squad. That'd be pretty funny.
1: Okay. I got a a real humdinger for you. You Uh, ready for this? Deadpool in gone with the wind. Okay. (laughs)
0: Not bad.
1: You can uh, have a lot of interesting conversations in that movie. Um, and I want him to take the place of Scarlet. So I want okay. I want Deadpool to fall in love with Clark Gable. Um, that'd be good. I think that'd be really funny. Uh, I don't know. I just think, like, Deadpool wearing dresses sounds, <laughs> sounds hilarious. <laughs> but, like, he's still in the Deadpool costume underneath.
0: Here's one for you. Okay. What about... Oh, I lost it. Wait, hold on. Shoot. <laughs> How did I just lose that? Come back to me, come back to me, come back to me.
1: Sleep is in Seattle. (laughs) No. Princess Bride. Which would be good, too. Oh, my God. X-Men Origins Wolverine.
0: No. Shoot! Give me another one. Another movie? Yeah, another movie you want to see Deadpool in.
1: Hmm. Saving Private Ryan. Where he's Ryan. It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that's good. They get <Niggets. laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Casablanca.
0: I, want him to be- I don't remember what my original one is. I couldn't. I can't remember it. I'm trying as hard as I can. But in, in its absence, I'm going to say Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, Ryan Gosling, La La Land. <laughs> oh, that's good. So Another he's Emma Stone's yeah. character. No, no, no. I I want him to be Ryan Gosling's character. Oh, playing off of Emma Stone. Because then okay. you get Ryan Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool singing like "City of Stars," except for it's like "City of Fucks." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I like that. That's
0: pretty good. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Deadpool in like a musical. I think Deadpool the musical. Great. Cool. Great pick. That's all I got. That's all I got too. All right, John. It's been a pleasure. This was a great show great discussions all around the board agreed i'm so glad that we got to do this ladies and gentlemen if you like radiovania john tell them what you can do
1: you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast you could click that red subscribe button on the youtubes radiovania.com and sends you there you can email us at radiovania show at gmail you can follow the show on social media you can follow zach I don't have social media, but he will tell me if you say anything about me. I
0: tweet for both of us.
1: Yes. Um, My
0: tweets are sponsored by John Parker.
1: Email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want us to discuss. Um, But, you know, if you like the same stuff that we do, we are hoping that we're giving you guys content that you love because we love doing it. For sure.
0: Uh, We're not sure when the next time we're going to be doing shows, but hopefully the next show we will have seen Deadpool 2 and Solo. And then we can give you our full opinions on both. John? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. He's cheersing me with an empty bottle. Thanks again, guys. Have a good night.